this week on Let's Talk About It. It's a double relationship episode. That's right. We're going to talk about adult friendships and we're going to ask the big question, why is it so hard to make and maintain relationships as adults? And then we'll end today's show talking about, can you be friends with somebody that your partner is not friends with? We plan on really getting to the root of this issue. So you've joined us. You're here. Let's talk about it. Hello there. Yo. This is Let's Talk About It. I'm Malcolm Morgan. And I'm Micah Morgan. And thank you all for joining us for this wonderful episode. My love, how are you doing today? Oh, you know, I'm doing. (laughs) How are you? (laughs) I'm doing great. (laughs) Somebody didn't notice they think we were fighting right now by that response. That was very cold and terse. Oh, no. And I don't know. That's what you're going to do right now? That's what I'm During doing. the intro? Yes. Okay. This is setting the tone. I'm sorry. <laughs> for this relationship episode. I promise it was not personal. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's happening to me, so it's personal. So it's, ha- it's happening to me. I'm, have we have we done a double segment episode before? We have not. I've tried to avoid those at all costs. Oh, and you had to mention that, huh? Yep. <laughs> Well, y'all, if y'all didn't guess already, it was my idea to do a double segment episode. Yes. And I don't regret it. So I don't think we'll regret it. After here we are. <laughs> <laughs> so just to give y'all a little taste of what we're talking about, we're going to be f- focusing on adult friendships the whole way through today. So do those exist? I'm excited. Um, Is that I the think question they we're do. asking? I think the implication is that they do exist. Huh. Just just by virtue of them <laughs> being mentioned in the title. Uh, but, you know, some folks out there are wondering, do they exist? Yes. <laughs> Is this the dodo bird that we're looking for? <laughs> um, but, yeah, we're you know, we hope that the conversation is helpful. We'll kind of get into what makes making them and maintaining them so difficult. And then we'll transition into can you have adult friendships with people that your partner does not call friend so pretty interesting stuff (laughs) (laughs) so let's let's go ahead and and jump in i'm i'm curious to begin with like when we think about friendship where do we where do we like make most of them and like why yeah um I think we make most of our friends because our parents make us make friends. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, I think. But are you wrong? <laughs> well, think about this. Like that. This that is this is not the point that I want to make, but it's something to think about. You always think about when you go to school. Parents are like, well, make friends, make or friends. when you come back, to, who who did you meet? <laughs> right. Your, like your first day is kindergarten. So who are your friends? Like, Oh yeah, like so you gotta get this mind like, oh, I need to go like make friends right, here. right. Like I'm there to learn, but I, I better come back with okay, Jimmy, Jamal, play basketball with me at recess. Oh, <laughs> I sit next to James. Lots of J's. <laughs> you have a J. I thing? don't know why that. that, that <laughs> I didn't Jimmy really, Jamal. <laughs> I didn't know a lot of Jimmys and Jamal. That was just 
Just what came to mind. I tried to be like I tried to be like a diverse with the names. Like, okay, Jimmy's probably white kid. Jamal's definitely definitely black. black. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, but- I mean I agree. <laughs> I definitely agree. I think there is this expectation that you go to school, you make friends, try to make good grades, mm-hmm. right? And it's easy because you're in classes with the same kids every day. And if you think about it, I mean, for the most part, most people do not move areas or switch schools. So you're with the same group of people for. Mm-hmm. 12 Usually. plus years yeah um and so you're a little bit of a captive audience in this place you know where you're going to be from this time to this time mm-hmm. i mean and then add to that if you're playing sports or involved in extracurricular activities you're seeing those people some more yeah yeah um, i mean for us there's also the church aspect there's people that we know from church trips and concerts mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, vacation bible school summer camps things like that all of those things yeah like i have friends that i still have facebook friends were for people that i met one time at a conference years ago oh that's so nice um and so those are all kind of and then i think it's important when you develop those relationships those formative years right yeah i mean you don't think of somebody oh this is my best friend or when did you meet them i met them my third year my first job and we've just been best friends ever since. No. i mean for some people yes, yes. but for most people yes. no. it's like oh yeah no yeah. i've known this person since i was four yeah our moms are best friends mm-hmm. we're best friends you know yeah yeah so there's this idea of like proximity like mm-hmm. you're constantly with these people frequency mm-hmm. And then a little bit of the shared interest aspect, too, yeah. just thinking about, like you said, playing basketball together mm-hmm. or, you know, we were in whatever club together. Mm-hmm. So for me, as I think about that now in my 30s and I'm hearing, you know, all of this making senseness about friendships <laughs> in, in childhood, like, yeah, proximity, frequency, shared interest, I think. Well, okay, why doesn't that work at work then? Mm -hmm. Because you're with those people all the time. You obviously have a shared interest because you're willing to get paid for the same work. (laughs) Um, That's debatable whether you have a shared interest. Right, that's true. My my shared interest is getting paid. We we both want to get paid. That's about where (laughs) I That's enough. Um, And yeah, like frequency, right? You Mm -hmm. see these folks. I mean, granted, the pandemic has changed that a lot, right? Because most, a lot of us are working remote, Mm -hmm. um, you know, except for our essential workers and, you know, just brief Shout out to them because mm-hmm. essential workers have been you are essential worked mm-hmm. during this pandemic. Um, but thank you, Micah, essential worker. Oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm just I'm thinking like, okay, well, if those are the ingredients, why don't it work at work? The interest ain't as common at work. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. The interests are not it's as common. Not- and then you know, I think for our generation especially, jobs aren't are temporal they're not as right they yeah. don't last as long i mean people you know our, our our parents generation and maybe even probably the generation before that more so you stayed at a job or you had it your whole life you had it your whole you knew these people i mean you <laughs> yeah. got got your pension at the end of it and you were good but jobs aren't built like that anymore mm-hmm. even people working them and then the companies themselves the same loyalty isn't there um so you're not at a place for 10 years i mean i don't right. I, I haven't had a job longer than three years, I think, is the longest I've had a job. Which, according to some generations, is generational. Mm. Well, that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> but I will say, like, I'm honestly, I'm not afraid to admit the same thing. Like, I think our age group is, that's a common feature of our career, that 
you know, you land somewhere for a few years and then you find another opportunity. We've also had two recessions, a global pandemic. Uh huh. Yeah. All yeah. of that happened during our during working. our working years. <laughs> wow, what a time! Yes, what a time to be alive. So take that <laughs> Great Depression. We had three of them. Yikes! <laughs> all depressions are worth lamenting. Yes, though. we're not going to compare. Them. Them. <laughs> all 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 depressions matter. All depressions melt. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, I'm not even going to entertain that. Um, that sounds like a great mental health shirt, by the way, though. But you know, you know what. You got something there. Appreciate that. Um, <laughs> but no, it's this, it's this like transient, like temporary. Mm-hmm. And also, I think, honestly, I don't think, unless you have some kind of like, well, I was getting ready to reference Google, but then we found out that Google wasn't a very healthy place for women. Or for people of color. Can we be honest? Is there any workplace that's no, been healthy that's for women? No, that's what I'm saying. Like, um, there's really this this like because of our culture mm-hmm. and the way we view work mm-hmm. and the way we commodify people themselves. Mm-hmm. There's this latent like competition and mm-hmm. mistrust that I think is in all workplaces. Yeah. And so, honestly, if unless you just got this like wonderful work environment where your manager is super nurturing and like. <laughs> Their main gift is connecting people. That's not that's not usually a, a place to nurture some friendships. It really isn't. It really isn't. Like, but I think what tends to happen though is if you are like you just happen to sit next to somebody, you know, yeah. for the whole time that you're there and you happen to like have some things in common, your personalities mesh well, then mm-hmm. then you'll probably form a friendship. Yeah. Um but all in all, like I'm just sitting here like, man, is the workplace <laughs> A place to develop friendships. I mean, you also think about it. When you're in school, your mind, your personality, your emotions, all those things are still developing. Right, right. And then when you come to when you come to a workplace as an adult, hey, you have people in different stages of life. You have people that are just out of college. You have people that have been there for ten years mm-hmm. and are super jaded mm-hmm. about the job. You got people that are, that are just there for the paycheck. You got people there that this is their one passion, right? And they are going to give everything they have to this company. And so it's like. You don't know who you're, like you said, you don't know who you're going to get sat next to or mm-hmm. who you're going to be working with on a project. You don't know what they're going through at home. You don't know what their family background was like. You are meeting this person at whatever moment in time, and it may be the most stressful time of their lives. Exactly. But as kids, you really don't have that. There's not that that extra pressure. I mean, there's, okay, you want to do well in school. You want to get good grades. But that's not the same as if I lose this job, I'm going to be homeless. Right, or right. my wife is get ready to leave me or my kid is like, that's a completely different level of stress that, that it's hard to uh, navigate in a workplace mm-hmm, and build mm-hmm. a relationship at the same time. <laughs> yep. Yep. So it's, yeah, it, it which makes me sad. Cause when mm-hmm. you, I mean, I don't remember the quote, but there's something outrageous. Like, you spend two thirds of your life. I don't, that's so depressing. Yeah, we don't we don't want to say that too many times. <laughs> so depressing. <laughs> but but no, and and just a quick like caveat. Like I believe that it is healthy to find fulfilling work and mm-hmm. to to find a level of being creative and productive that does not impede your ability to feel valuable in and of yourself. Right. right. So this isn't me saying like. Oh, boo, all work sucks. 
Not saying that. Just to let everybody know. <laughs> your bank account and your bills do not agree with that. All right. work does not suck. Some work is okay. <laughs> Some work is okay. Um, but it just makes me sad that with us spending so much of our lives at work, mm-hmm. there is this, at least what I've heard, um, a consensus of, man, like... I get lucky if I make some friendships at work, mm-hmm. but it's not really the norm or the expectation. Well, I think one of the key things, if you do want to maintain a relationship with people that you work with is a B, you know, don't just be throwing it to everybody. You know, some people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. ain't there to be your friend and some people you're not compatible with. But I think what's important is that you take, if you, if you value that relationship, find ways to take that outside of work. Right. Right. Like I had some friends that I worked with at a company we we all had a very rough time at this job, but we liked each other. Mm-hmm. So we had dinners, we had lunch while we're at work, and then there'll be other times that we meet up at to go get wings and just talk. Yeah. And even now, from time to time, we'll check in on each other life events. One one of them got married in the last couple of years. Um, another one had a couple kids, and we still check in with each other. But that started because we found ways to maintain our relationship outside of work and have a relationship that wasn't centered around the job. Yeah, yeah. Which... Can I say something? Mm-hmm. I It makes me sad, though, that for men, it, it seems a little bit harder mm. to make and maintain friendships in adulthood. Because I think there is this, like, almost like feminization of friendship mm. itself. Where for men, unless you're, like, yeah, you'll get together to do a parallel task, right? Like we're mm-hmm. going to get together, we're going to eat and we're going to watch sports or we're going to go play golf or mm-hmm. we're going to go play basketball. But the idea of getting to the point in friendship where you can share your internal world, like what is frustrating you? What brings you joy? What makes you sad? What What are you regretting? What are you re- lamenting? What I've observed is that that's like, that's too far. Mm-hmm. Like, if if men are able to get past that point, it's a very beautiful and and perhaps even kind of rare thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. That just it. I was just thinking about like, okay, why doesn't it work at work? But then also like, why do we see so many more deep friendships among women mm. as opposed to men? Mm-hmm. And I think it is that kind of like, you know, being being too close can almost be feminine for men hmm. i've never i guess i hadn't really thought of it that way um and i don't really have a lot to add to that i don't know <laughs> i'd never thought of it that way mm-hmm. i see you narrowing your eyes yeah it's thinking eyes i mean that's not that's not how i view closeness in a relationship i don't mm-hmm. so yeah i wouldn't have thought <laughs> i'm just i'm just like imagining in my mind like is that your friend Oh, that's your friend, huh? Like, no. <laughs> you ain't even need to go there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, y'all, y'all talk about stuff. Y'all tell secrets. Oh, okay. <laughs> y'all, y'all talk about your feelings. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's just me wondering out loud. You know, it's for me. It's just an observation in terms of oh, I notice more women with deep friendships than mm-hmm. I do with men. And so I was just thinking out loud, like, is is that what's happening underneath the surface? Um, I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. I hope I'm just not noticing all the very deep friendships that men share because y'all deserve it. Well, I think there's also, I think maybe there's more deep, deeper women friendships. But there's something that we talked about is that sometimes there could be like kind of a 
possessiveness amongst women when it comes to friendships. Like, Ooh wee. and like the example I think of is like at a wedding, like, <laughs> oh girl, this is my best friend. And the other girl's like, oh, I thought I was your best friend. I have, unfortunately, <laughs> I've, I've, I've seen that, yes. And so I think maybe women have deeper deeper friendships but i think men might have wider more base level friendships than that or or is what we're actually talking about that there's a different way of connecting Mm. and for me as a woman Mm -hmm. i consider a deeper friendship a sharing of internal worlds whereas maybe for men it's like like frequency Mm -hmm. like I'm not just going to be I'm not going to be kicking back with you every week unless we like real close. Mm-hmm. But I might kick back with you like whenever there's a conference at church. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't maybe it was unfair. I think it was unfair for me to to use the descriptor deeper. Mm-hmm. But I do like what you're bringing up, which is this like a, a wider base of. And I would even say. I don't know, like, is that less? like territorial for men because mm. like i've seen men just like like oh yeah this is my bro from so-and-so yeah. and he ends up sitting down at the lunch table one day and then y'all are eating lunch together for the rest of your work career yeah <laughs> but i don't know for women i think there is this kind of like and and i'll be honest like i have to i have to intentionally weed it out for myself too mm-hmm. like if i hear about a friend you know kicking it with somebody i'll be like Oh, I didn't know that y'all was kicking it. Uh-huh. <laughs> but you know, I check myself. I don't say yeah. it out loud. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm really about to go. You know, like journal and write this down. Like, where is this coming from? Mm-hmm. That is, I'm, I'm really intrigued. Hmm. There's probably some science behind it. That'll, it be, pro- that'll look, be part two of this episode. It'll be part. Two. <laughs> I'm gonna be up at three a.m. googling stuff. That's what happens, y'all. But no, you know that wasn't even on script. That it was, was nice. Yes. <laughs> okay, so. Here's here's the next question I'm thinking about because we talked about like where do we usually make friendships? Um, you know, what are the main ingredients ingredients and you know, those ingredients, what makes them difficult to kind of like hold on to at work? Mm-hmm. Um, we talked a little bit about gender and friendships. So now I'm thinking about, okay, now you've arrived at this point if you, you know, if you've chosen to be partnered, you're partnered. Mm-hmm. Can you have friendships with someone that your partner mm. does not have a friendship with? Mm. And man, that's Micah, can I? No, <laughs> Off script, Micah, what you think? Can I? Can I? <laughs> but before, before we get to that, I will answer that, of course. Um, I do want to pause and actually talk about why we even are having this conversation. Because mm-hmm. I... Like, while we were preparing for this episode, it dawned on me that, like, you know, you mentioned earlier the lunches and the dinners that you had with your work, your guy friends at mm-hmm. work. I didn't bat an eyelash, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, of course, go to dinner. I'm going to be at home Oh, you, Kareem and Robert are going to? <laughs> Kareem. <laughs> going to Wingstop? There cool. was not a Kareem. <laughs> oh, but let me have said, oh, yeah, me and uh, Delilah are going, now, see, going why over you do to that? Applebee's. Why you do, Del- why you do Delilah? <laughs> All the undertones. Because no one knows a Delilah, so it's safe. It's a safe name to use. <laughs> That's true. You got all biblical on it. Um, but you're right. Absolutely. Like, when you've had, you know, and this is me being transparent, when you've had, like, meetings with women, like, for, for, for business, not even like, oh, I'm, you know, there's this 
woman at work that we have a shared interest and we're going to go out to it was for business Mm -hmm. and i really (laughs) had some i had questions like oh where where is she from whose business are you minding (laughs) so all that to say i think there is an honesty that we need to confront which is that look we're not having we're not asking this question if your partner is having a friendship with someone you're not worried about them right. potentially being attracted to. Mm-hmm. Right. And so this can go multiple ways depending on your sexual attraction. But if it's somebody that, you know, this person, they're attracted to somebody else, mm-hmm. you know, some other gender, then you'd be like, yeah, go ahead, go ahead and do whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important to be honest about that. And I wonder if there is this, um, influence of of purity culture as well Mm. because we've got the billy graham rule Mm -hmm. you know don't be don't give the appearance of evil by being in a room alone with the same gender Mm -hmm. and you know i wonder if there's a bit of that that informs Mm. this kind of mistrust yeah um so yeah i just wanted to put that out there because well i think an example that i thought of kevin hart has um a stand-up bit where he talks about he's out with his friends and this is his, his male friends, but his uh, girl calls and there's too much fun going on in the background. <laughs> so you're trying to shut down the fun. Like, okay, hey, shh, shh, hey, come hey. On, come everybody on. know hey, everything's cool here and unhappy. So it's like, I think at a, at a base level with our partner, we assume, okay, we're friends. Mm, mm-hmm. But if somebody from the opposite gender that you can just be friends with, mm. okay, I thought we was friends. Like, why do you even need another friend? Like, you Ooh, don't, and you don't yeah. want to be, and you don't want to be. You don't want anybody, you don't want your partner having anybody having fun with somebody else of the same gender. <laughs> More than they have fun with you. More than they have you. fun with you. <laughs> yeah, like if you, if I hear you having a good belly laugh right. with some other woman, mm, I have questions. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and that's just me being honest. Yeah, your partner's over there scrolling on Twitter and it's one of those you know, Twitter comedians and it's a man and they laugh a little bit too hard. You're like, what's so funny? Well, what's me, so funny over there? That ain't, that ain't even funny. <laughs> You got your chin in the air. That I don't think that's funny. They're like, oh, is this funny, back? No, that's not funny at all. That's not funny. That's actually a little racist. I I think that's offensive if you ask me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think light skinned people lick their lips like that. I'm just being honest. (laughs) But babe, I I heard you joke. I heard you tell the same joke last week. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm very tolerant of light skinned people. (laughs) Very tolerant. (laughs) No, so I think that's I think that's a part of it too. Is that friendship is. I don't want to say inherently fun, but there's a level of fun. I would hope it is. Yeah, but that sounds weird to say. Oh, friendship is fun! Like it just seems like some like little. <laughs> but kiddie. it's true. It's somewhat true. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> um, but there's you know this level of fun that comes at friendship, mm-hmm. and so it's like, look, okay, you can have fun with Micah, you can have fun with Chrissy <laughs> and Darnika, but. Don't be having fun with but, Jamal. But Michael, definitely, you can't be having fun with, okay? Because we have fun. Right, you we don't have fun. fun with, like, you can have, have 30% we, fun with him. We can have enough fun, okay? <laughs> For the both of us. I remember what you used to laugh like when I used to tell jokes, and that was a little too close to the laugh that you gave Michael on I that mean, joke. that's that's legit. That's legit. <laughs> but again, like the the honesty, right? Yeah. Like, uh-huh. I think if if couples partner people can really get to the point where they're like look i'm gonna be honest i feel like you haven't why can't we have fun like that i ain't heard you laugh like that with Mm -hmm. me in a while and so at least it opens up the conversation yeah um but yeah i do think there's a little bit of that kind of like possessiveness territorial Mm -hmm. element to it um and so 
I think if we're if we're honest, like we've had that conversation about, you know, like a hint of possessiveness there. Mm-hmm. Really, the main kind of boundary or I guess deciding factor of whether you can have a friendship with someone your partner does not one of them is is at like has there been some kind of beef between mm-hmm. your partner and that part and that person yeah. right I think I I would certainly feel betrayed if my partner was like oh yeah I'm fine with being friends with the person that right like publicly disrespected my partner mm-hmm. <laughs> I would be looking at you sideways like oh Oh, so y'all y'all gonna go see a movie, huh? And then eat afterwards. Like that's real intimate for okay <laughs> for what they did to me back. And in- then and then you get the oh, you have fun. You have a whole yeah. you do you have boo-boo. a good time. <laughs> so <laughs> meanwhile, she's calling Jamel. Tell me that joke you said. <laughs> <laughs> so there, I mean, there's definitely that. Mm-hmm. What else would you say is like? I mean, yeah, I think there's also. Um, has this person been attracted to your partner yeah, in the that's, past? That's a big. That's a huge. Like honestly, or do you think that this person is the type of person that your partner would be? Ooh. That's a whole. That's a whole nother. Do you think that's a deciding factor, though? I think that's that's part of the equation at some level. But wouldn't that be? Wouldn't that be an opportunity for your partner to kind of maybe wrestle a little bit with their insecurity? I think though. I think there is a partnership of working through insecurity within relationships Mm -hmm. i really do like i i'm not taking away that a person is responsible for their own insecurity right but if you love somebody and they're saying hey man look i i'm you know i'm just feeling a little insecure about that woman over there that you're spending Mm -hmm. time with Mm -hmm. if you care about them then i would hope yeah you would want to put some distance in between you and them but i don't know if that would be are you saying it would be an automatic like just because i think that you could be attracted to a woman that's like no that you can't no, be friends no, with I'm her. I'm not saying that that is the, that is a rule or some sort of uh-huh. rational line of thinking I'm just saying that <laughs> from Oh the R word I don't think that yeah it's not a Oh yeah this is well thought out and you should adhere to this I right. think a lot of that is is internal insecurity of mm-hmm. Oh I think you might be attracted to this person right. maybe But it should at least give you pause yeah. is what I'm saying yeah. what I'm hearing you say yeah yeah, yeah. And again, like, I think what we're bringing up is that these observations within mm-hmm. your partner mm-hmm. are opportunities to, like, talk it out. I yeah. think I think what sometimes happens is there's no communication. Like, there's just passive aggressive, mm-hmm. you do you boo-boo comments or pretending like a joke that the other partner's friend said wasn't funny. Or you give the person the, the 10th degree when they come home. So where right. did y'all do? Where did y'all go? <laughs> where did y'all go? Who was y'all much, with? How long were you there? What did you order? Right. What did they order? Oh, y'all had two drinks? <laughs> right. Okay. So instead y'all of came doing, straight home afterwards? Instead of doing all of that, all of that, like at minimum what we're saying is please have yeah. a conversation. Yeah. Like we've, we've had conversations where, I mean, most of the time it's been me where it's just been like, oh, you know, I don't know. I feel, <laughs> I feel a little tightness in my chest when you talk about that person. <laughs> And I think we need to talk it out together. I think that's a heart palpitation. We need to get to look at immediately. <laughs> Maybe I'll talk to my doctor after I talk with you. <laughs> no, I think that level of honesty is is super important to be able to to take in what your partner is saying to you and say, mm-hmm. okay, how? I mean, it's something that you say to me. How am I showing up when I'm with this person or when mm-hmm. I talk about this person? Mm-hmm. And what does that what 
unconscious clues is that putting out because some of the things that we put out that our partner picks up on aren't things that we're intentional we're not intentionally responding a certain way when this person says something but a lot of it is like mm-hmm. you know and your partner recognizes that in you because hopefully they, they saw know it. you hopefully they saw it when <laughs> you recorded each other right 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 and i think I think that goes back to attunement, which we talked mm-hmm. about, you know, in, in a few segments on the show, which is just the idea that you desire to understand your partner's internal world and you feel somewhat equipped to mm-hmm. understand and respond to your partner's feelings and their thoughts. So mm-hmm. if your partner comes to you and says, yeah, I'm a little uncomfortable. Yeah. My hope is that that would motivate like a little bit of openness, mm-hmm. curiosity in, you know, in you. So why don't we end with, you know, we've we've run the gambit, we've gotten to the bottom of a few things, but what in adulthood makes friendships work mm-hmm. anyway, right? Because mm-hmm. we're not six meeting up on the playground at recess anymore. So if those things aren't working, mm-hmm. <laughs> what exactly, what what is working? Intentionality. Mm-hmm. You have mm-hmm. to be intentional. I mean, so much when you're, especially in school. You have this routine that happens. Same exactly. thing happen every day. You have this class at a certain time. You got lunch at this time. You got recess. So you can mm-hmm. kind of predict and work around. Okay, this is where I'm going to see this person. This is where I'm going to see this person. This mm-hmm. is when I'm going to see all of them together. This is when I hang out with this group of friends. But when you're an adult, you have to be a lot more intentional about building a schedule that allows you to do things outside of like, you know, if you're trying to build relationships outside of work, if there's somebody that you want to build a relationship with hey come over for dinner oh hey mm-hmm. come watch the game hey this is happening what you know whatever um let's go on a you know if once you get to a certain point in a relationship let's go on a trip we're going yeah. to you know couple trip to barbados um whatever <laughs> and so you have to be really intentional about creating space for that because it's easy as an adult just to kind of get sucked into your own world every day right yeah. go to work come home eat go to sleep, wake up, go to work, and then just do that over and over again. Oh, there's sleep? There's sleep involved? Well, you try to sleep. <laughs> you try to sleep um, unless you just got the vaccine and then you're not sleeping. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think that intentionality is 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 really important. Yeah, I definitely agree. And, and I would say, too, an openness mm-hmm. to making friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I can't tell you how many times I've heard somebody at work say, um, I ain't here to make friends. <laughs> Yeah. And, and you know what? I respect that. Yes. Thank I, you for letting I, me know. Thank you for letting me know. I will not cross that boundary. Or, I will respect that. Or talk to you. <laughs> but, you know, if 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 you are in a point in your life where you're like, yeah, I would love to nurture some new relationships. Just the internal posture of I am open to meeting someone new, mm-hmm. nurturing a friendship with them, I think is kind of a essential ingredient yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Um, and I think too, so intentionality, openness, um, but also, I mean, I, I hate to sound so predictable cause I'm the empathy monster, but I think empathy is so important cause that we're as adults, we're all in such different, I mean, for the, you know, you'll, if you're in a living in a particular area, you're going to find lots of similarities with the adults around you, but mm-hmm. Being able to empathize with where another person is, I think, is just so important. Because otherwise, you're just going to end up 
watching movies together or talking about the latest thing that you watched. Mm -hmm. But if you want your conversations to go deeper than that, you have to be able to kind of take their perspective and and even have an interest in how they feel or what they think. Um, So I think empathy is important as well. Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah, that, that vulnerability and openness. um, I think as adults, I think we're less interested in surface level relationships Mm -hmm. like it's like we've 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 been in a whole bunch of those we've seen those Mm -hmm. we're looking for if we have even if it's just a few people that really know us that truly care about us that when the chips are down they'll be there for us yeah i think as adults that's way more important than necessarily when you're in school and you're trying to be as with friends as as many people as you know Mm -hmm. as you can get your hands on and they could all be you know 80 percent of it can be surface Mm -hmm. i think as adults that is not nearly as important as finding people that are truly truly there for you that understand you that are going to lament when you lament that are going to be happy when you're happy um and then when you really need to like vent or have a a really critical conversation they're going to be there for you and so i think that starts with the empathy piece um and to add to that just the the openness understanding and um vulnerability and vulnerability i think Mm -hmm. that's really important for real relationships yeah yeah but you also brought something to my mind you mentioned critical conversations or 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 crucial conversations i think adult friendships you need conflict skills you know Mm -hmm. like we're going to have disagreements. We're going to have, you know, differing opinions. And if you're not able to hear someone say, like, I disagree, I think differently without, you know, taking that personal or or thinking that they're like making a critique of you as a person, mm-hmm. then it might be pretty difficult to maintain, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, an adult friendship because look like y'all been alive for 30, 40, 50 years. Y'all gonna have some different ways of viewing things. Mm-hmm. Um, so being able to have conversations about those those things and experience negative emotions with one another without that becoming like a volatile situation, yeah, I think is important as well. So, Micah, before we leave today, mm-hmm. what did we learn? <laughs> what did we learn? This was this episode. educational? Did we? Did All we of our a... episodes. Are <laughs> so we. Oh, gosh. Learned just feels weird. We talked about, (laughs) (laughs) we talked about, you know, we talked about adult friendships in general, right? Like making and maintaining them. You know, where did it all begin? Mm -hmm. It began at recess on the blacktop or on the jungle gym, right? And they've, you know, grown into workplaces where it's difficult. Um, And so we talked about, like, how do we maintain those friendships as you grow older? But then we also talked about once you become partnered, can you have main, you know, relationships with folks that your partner isn't friends with? Mm -hmm. Ultimately, the answer we came up with was yes. Mm -hmm. But there are some strategic ways to do that, of course. So we, as always, do not want this conversation to end here. So if you've got some thoughts about what adult friendships look like for you, what's made them difficult, what makes them easy, you know, or you have a great story about a relationship that you have with someone outside of your partnered relationship, Mm -hmm. it going well, it going not so well, feel free to use the the hashtag talk about it pod, because we would love to have this conversation keep going. Um, And then you can, of course, connect with us on Twitter. I am at J Marie Morgan. And I am at Malcolm D-O-T media. And we will absolutely join in on the conversation again with you. Yes. And if you want to be our friends, we would love to be (laughs) friends with you.
<laughs> Absolutely. Um. All right. Well, this has been another great episode. I think so. Season two. I mean, we're a bit biased, but it is. We really like the show. <laughs> Season two is off to a really good start. Thank you guys for listening to Let's Talk About It. We'll see you guys next time.